podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Friday the 26th of August. West Ham United came through their Europa Conference League playoff against Viborg last night. Goals from Skamaka, Benrama and Socek gave the Hammers a 3-0 win on the night, 6-1 on aggregate. They go into the draw for the group stages to be undertaken this afternoon. The Champions League group stage was drawn yesterday. Liverpool will face Rangers, Ajax and Napoli. Spurs will play Frankfurt, Sporting Lisbon and Marseille. Chelsea will play AC Milan, Salzburg and Dinamo Zagreb. Celtic will get a glamour game against Real Madrid as well as playing RB Leipzig and Shakhtar Donetsk. Man City will play Copenhagen, Sevilla and Dortmund. The draw for the Europa League will also take place later today. Nottingham Forest is set to make another signing. Serge Aurier, the former Tottenham Hotspur right-back, is expected to meet Forest owner Evangelos Marinakis and become their 17th signing since they were promoted to the Premier League, at a cost approaching a net £130 million. Staying on transfers, Neil Mopé looks set to join Everton from Brighton. The French striker is currently undergoing a medical at Everton and there is hope he might be cleared in time to play in the game against Brentford tomorrow. Those are your headlines. Let's start with West Ham then. Here's Phil Whelans from the Stop Hammer Time podcast. Well, uh, last night West Ham scored another three goals to make a uh, convincing 6-1 win against Viborg in uh, the Europa Conference, which uh, now means we've scored six goals, uh, played two games, won both of those games in Europe and played three games, lost all of those games and scored no goals in the domestic league. So we obviously have a much happier home in the uh, prestigious uh, European arena where we play the best teams from uh, Guernsey, Liechtenstein, uh, Westeros. Um, And so should concentrate on that instead of uh, the domestic league, which is, as we know, is one of the most rubbish uh, leagues in the world. Um, In order to keep our European challenge going, we need to uh, strengthen in most areas. Um, I went to the first game of the season against Manchester City and uh, Declan Rice looked exhausted after after the coin toss at the beginning of the game. Uh, we have no reserves at all uh, in any department of the pitch. We... Um, uh, do have one new striker, Skamaka, who scored in both the European games, um, but isn't allowed to start in the domestic league. Um, we have a centre-back who looks quite good, but all the other centre-backs immediately became injured uh, the second he arrived. So we had to play three at the back last night, which didn't seem like a bad idea. Um, we have just bought a left-back from Chelsea who might uh, be able to match or hopefully overhaul the uh, tortoise-like pace of the ageing Aaron Cresswell, who is a brilliant player, but uh, is has lost a yard, 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 lard, yard or two of pace. Um, so probably strengthening in all areas is what we need to do. Um, anyway, yeah, that's probably about it. Cheers. That was Phil Whelans from the Stop Hammer Time podcast. Uh, check out that podcast if you're a West Ham fan. Very good. Um, not happy with the start to the season, but uh, hey, look, it could pick up Phil. It could well pick up. Check out their podcast. Really good stuff. Um, Okay, I mean, there's not really much to say about the the second headline there with the Champions League group stages, except for the fact that it is brilliant to see in black and white that that we have so many teams competing. Both both Scottish sides in there in the group stage proper. 
Um, and yeah, I, I feel like we'll get onto a story in a minute about Nottingham Forest spending a lot of money, but it does feel like the Super League has landed and it, it already exists and it, it is the Premier League, isn't it? Um, in this circumstance, you also include uh, Rangers and Celtic in the Champions League, but in terms of who can actually go and do some damage in the competition... The Premier League looks very strong. I'm not necessarily saying it's a good thing. I think it's probably quite anti-competition. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's great to be represented at that level. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I, I I feel like I'd be surprised if at least one of our teams isn't there or thereabouts come the end of the uh, the Champions League this season. Uh, again, maybe it's Man City's turn. But I think I've said that every year since Georgie Kinkladze was there. Uh, anyway, moving on, I, I, I sort of touched on it a second ago, but Nottingham Forest uh, set to make another signing, Serge Aurier, um, the former Spurs right-back. 17th signing of the season. Now, I know a lot of talk here about, oh, they're doing a Fulham, they're, they're signing too many players, very difficult to gel that many players, difficult to get any chemistry between players, especially when the season's already underway. But Forest have started the season pretty well. They look solid. I think they look a lot more solid than some people thought they would. They've still got uh, a core group of um, players from last season. You know, Joe Worrell, Brennan Johnson, etc. Um, and I've got to... I should probably mention this. I'm a Derby County supporter. Is there anything that I say that sounds a bit bitter? It's probably because it is. Um, but Forrest have actually... It, it's difficult, isn't it? Because have they... Had they not made these signings, they had a, a quite a thin squad last time round. They, they just simply would not have had a shot of staying up. Too many loan signings who had gone back to the parent clubs. They didn't have a big enough squad, so they wouldn't have had a, a chance. And now they signed all these players, people are saying, well, you're doing too much. So it's difficult to get that balance right. I think what you can say, though, is that they backed the manager. Steve Cooper's got the players in that he wants. We've heard he was obsessed about Morgan Gibbs-White and has been since the Under-17 World Cup. So they paid what it took to get him in the building. Now, that's a lot of money. I think we all agree it's a lot of money, but like I said a moment ago, this is now the Super League. Newly promoted teams can afford to spend £40 million on reasonably unproven players. Uh, this signing, however, the Serge Aurier one, is one I would be a little bit more concerned about because he has played in the Premier League before. Uh, it's all well and good saying, well, he's got Premier League experience. He has, but it's largely been really bad experience. Uh, I'm not sure you really want... I'm not really sure you want that guy in the dressing room when he's his sort of memories of the Premier League are being booked almost every game and um, just sort of being eaten alive by very good wingers that the league has. Most teams have good wingers in this division. Um, so Serge Aurier, yeah, he's got experience. I'm not sure he's the right guy. Um, you know, it's a high-profile signing. It's going to be a lot of money every week as well. 50 grand is the is the fee. That the, the Times are reporting. Um, how much you can take from that, I don't know. But ultimately, look, they're backing the manager, they're putting some money in, and they've, they're have they giving it a go. Uh, time will tell. Uh, finally, staying on another transfer, because only one week left of transfer, uh, transfer deadline. Transfer deadline ends in a week, is a cleaner way of saying that. Um, and thank God, I can't wait till it's finished. It seems to have gone on forever this year. Uh, Neil Mopé, Looks like he's set to join Everton from Brighton. Obviously, Everton lost Dominic Calvert-Lewin to an injury, uh, which is something getting more and more regular with him at the moment. It's difficult, isn't it? To, you can't really hold out too much hope. You can't you can't hang your hat on him for the season. It's like Callum Best at Newcastle. Excellent striker, but you don't know when he's going to break down next. Uh, and at Everton, the only person they had in the building, apart from Calvert-Lewin, was uh, Salomon Rondon, who 
I think he's only 31, but I, he, he has the vibe of a 45-year-old to me. He sort of really hobbles around the pitch. He doesn't look comfortable. I think he's quite a dangerous player still, but again, you can't rely on his fitness. So Neil Mopé, much more mobile, a really good option to have. Um, he's a sort of player that I would personally like to see him alongside Calvert-Lewin. I think he's, you know, I think he's a good Premier League striker. I think it definitely um, improves them in the short term, and I would imagine it would bolster their options in the long term. So I can't see there being any downside really to this to this deal. Uh, not completely clear yet whether this uh, this is a, a loan deal or a permanent, or whether it's a loan to buy, um, or any of those machinations of of, of how they want to do it. Um, because that is news that's only been broken about 10 minutes ago uh, from recording. So we'll wait and see on that one. But it looks like they're going to try and get him in. And also ahead of the game against Brentford, which is, of course, uh, one of his old clubs. So, you know, it's it's written in the stars for Mopé to go to Brentford and, and score a hat-trick on his debut. Uh, I mean, that won't happen. But listen, that's all we've got time for. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this week of whistleblowers daily enjoy the football wherever you're watching it this weekend and i'll be back same time on monday morning cheers sports social podcast network